It's Monday night, and after a long day of work, you get home, you go to the gym, work out a bit, and you come back upstairs and you make yourself dinner. After dinner, you decide that even though it's Monday, you had a hard day, so it's time to relax a little bit. So you put in a horror movie. You turn off all the lights in your house, and you sit there and in the dark watching the movie. And during every jump scare in the movie, it just sends you screaming into a fit of anxiety and fear. But what actually is fear? Well, let's talk about that on today's episode of The Science Behind That. Welcome to The Science Behind That with Atticus Hamilton. Hello, everybody, and welcome on back to the Science Behind That podcast. I hope you guys are doing good today. I know I'm doing great. It is a a beautiful day here where I live, Um, bright and sunny, warm. We got a ton of rain for the past two days, so everything's green, and it's really nice, and I hope it's equally as nice wherever in the world you guys may be. So... The other day I was scrolling through the podcast and uh, looking at the episodes we've done and it occurred to me that um, I've never done an episode on the thing that everybody experiences multiple times during their life and that thing is fear. Um, Everybody will experience fear uh, and, you know, I feel like... I feel like I should do an episode, or I felt like I should do an episode about what fear actually is, and uh, why we experience it, and the why we experience it will probably be the easiest part to answer. Um, But before we start that, uh, I want to try a little experiment with all of you, and... uh, For this experiment, you're going to either need to wear headphones or earbuds, or if you're in your car, you're going to want to crank up the volume in your car, so the sound of my voice kind of surrounds you, kind of, um, you know, fills your mind, and I'm going to play a brief little audio clip here, and all you guys have to do is listen to the audio clip, and afterwards, um, if you get any interesting feelings after listening to the audio clip you know always send me an you can always send me an email at the science bt at gmail.com i love reading your guys your guys's emails um and uh hearing what you guys have to say um and and the questions you guys are running around in in your mind so that's great um So without further ado, let's start this little experiment. I'm going to stop here, drink some coffee, and I'm going to play this clip for you. Now, I know that was hard for you guys to hear, and some of you may not have been able to hear it at all, 
Um, and in that instance, for those of you who have not, who are not able to hear it, don't worry. That just means you have normal human hearing. For those of you that were able to hear it, congratulations. That means you have above average human hearing. This sound frequency is particularly interesting to me. It is called the fear frequency. Um, and it is a frequency of 19 hertz, which is 1 hertz below um, the threshold of, of human hearing. And uh, I'm using air quotes for that because everybody has slightly different ranges of human hearing. Um, the average human hearing range is 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz. Um, but some people are able to hear frequencies that are lower than that and some people are able to hear frequencies that are higher than that i myself i've tested i can comfortably hear frequencies down to around uh 17 hertz uh and so you know there may be people out there who can hear down to 16 or 15 um but the the uh the point of this was not to test your hearing the point of this is 19 hertz is often regarded by many as the fear frequency because when you listen to this frequency or when people listen to this frequency, um, they often report feelings of extreme anxiety, um, dizziness, headache, nausea, vomiting. Some people even have even passed out. There was an entire Mythbusters episode on this uh frequency as well if you guys are as into Mythbusters as I was when I was a kid but there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting research that's just starting behind this frequency and this is a field called infrasonics so if you guys are interested uh, in more of this you can always just look up infrasonics and this is an entire area of study um but this frequency is really interesting to me because in most people it's supposed to induce these feelings of anxiety and um and whatnot and in some people it can even cause hallucinations so some people believe that this frequency may be the reason for or the cause behind ghost sightings is hearing this is is this infrasonic uh, frequency somehow getting into wherever they are and uh, causing hallucinations? And so this just got me thinking: like, what is fear? Um, and fear is one of the essential emotions, one of the universal emotions um, in life. And, um, it's a very complex emotion. In my opinion, it is one of the most complex emotions because unlike something like love, which simply boils down to oxytocin being released at the proper moment in your brain, fear is dependent on a lot more variables. Um, so we'll try and break that down. So when you're scared by something, which we'll call the stimulus. You perceive that stimu stimulus, so that either visual 
information or um, auditory information, iconic or echoic information, um, reaches the brain, it is processed, and if it is something that you should be afraid of, your amygdala activates, and your amygdala is primarily responsible for fear. And when this happens, you have a whole cocktail of hormone, uh, sorry, not hormones, neurotransmitters that are released in the brain, including, uh, not epinephrine, um, cortisol, cortisol, which is the principal stress hormone. And so this causes an endocrine cascade in your body um, of responses where these neurotransmitters act on their tropisms or their target cell which then results in the release of more of, of endocrine hormones, which induce the, uh, the sympathetic nervous system response. And that sympathetic nervous system response um, is, it's contrary to the name sympathetic. Um, so your heart rate massively increases, um, your salivary production decreases, your gastric function decreases, your uh, urinary and urogenital function increases, um, and your muscular function increases. Uh, we also, when somebody is displaying the sympathetic nervous system response, we also see more glucose in the blood because part of the response is to tell your muscles and organs or to tell your organs that they need to release glucose in the blood to be used by your muscles. So, knowing this, then what actually dictates what somebody will be afraid of? And unfortunately, the answer to that isn't cut and dry. Um, And I'll give you an example. So, the frequency that I just played for you guys is called the fear frequency. I would love to hear what you guys thought of it. How, you know, how did it affect you? Um, Because when I listened to it, it relaxes me and I don't think it's supposed to relax me but when I listen to it it relaxes me and that just goes to show that everybody's uh everybody's different everybody's neurophysiology and neurochemistry is different and therefore they will elicit different um responses to these stimuli uh so part of fear also involves um, habituation. So what I mean by this is this, I I am applying to medical school with the dream of one day being a trauma surgeon. Um, so because of that blood and, and gore does not bother me, but I do know it bothers a lot of people. And so, you know, I could watch a surgery with breakfast and frequently I do. Uh, and you know, that won't, elicit any fear response in me, but if I show that same surgery to my best friend or my father or my sister, um, that may elicit a fear response in them. And that gets down to habituation. Um, I've seen a lot of surgeries at this point that the, the act of seeing blood and viscera no longer elicits a fear response in me, Because I've essentially conditioned it not to, if that makes any sense. And that's called habituation. Habituation 
is a term that we often use in classical and operant conditioning where a, the specific conditioned response that we're looking for over time becomes extinct for whatever reason. And in this case, that conditioned response is going to be an evolutionarily conditioned response, which would be fear to blood. But if you see blood or gore enough times, that negative response will eventually become extinct or habituated. And so the question then becomes, are there any fears that are so ingrained in us that we cannot you know, become habituated to them. And personally, my opinion on that is no. Um, Maybe the fear of death, but even then, you know, not everybody is afraid of death. Um, And so, personally speaking, I I don't think that there is anything, any fear or any, any stimulus that currently elicits a fear response in people that cannot be habituated away. Um, so to, to summarize then what we've talked about, fear is as a result of your perception of the stimulus and your amygdala's perception of the stimulus, initiation of a nervous system response and the secretion of hormones, primarily cortisol, and then Um, secretion of endocrine hormones, which uh, stimulate the action of the sympathetic pathway. And then that's when, when that sympathetic pathway is activated, that's when we have the fight or flight response. And so oftentimes you'll hear people say that some people are fighters in the fight or flight response, other people are flighters. And that is not necessarily true. Um, our brains are pretty good at dictating the situations in which we would need to fight and, and we would in the situations in which we would need to run. So I, I think to an extent, everybody is fight, uh, has fight uh, responses and flight responses. The thing that is unique among people is people's tendency to freeze or enter shock. Um, that is unique to certain people. Um, and what I mean by this is if you've ever seen, um, night, night and day in the beginning of the movie, um, Tom Cruise is, uh, is, you know, doing his thing. He's shooting all these people. And, uh, June in the movie is she can't really move or talk. And so she turns to him and says, please stop shooting people. And Tom Cruise looks at him and says, I understand you're in shock. That's shock. Shock comes as a result of many different things for different people. And it is a direct result of the sympathetic nervous system. So we often talk about fight or flight, but there's another one, which is fight, flight, or shock. Um, And shock is very, very common um a couple years ago when there were the when when Syria was using chemical weapons against its people there were a lot of people who had witnessed terrible things and they couldn't move or they couldn't speak um and and we see that in all sorts of natural disasters mass tr- uh, shootings 
mass casualties, and ironically, even in um, attractions that come out around Halloween. So like haunted houses, there have been cases of people who get stuck in the, in the middle of the haunted house because they can't move because they're in shock. Um, so all of these things are a direct result of the action or of, of the perception of a stimulus. So because of this, Fear is, I think fear then can be boiled down to your simply your perception of the stimulus, of the fear, and um, the hormones that your body releases as a result of it. Um, because as, as I've already said, something that scares Susie won't scare Tommy you know, um, and something that scares Tommy, maybe Susie could become habituated to, um, and so fear is, is one of the more complex emotions, but at the end of the day, that's what it boils down to, and so now before we, we, I bid you adieu for this Monday, let's quickly address the infrasonics, because we didn't really address that fully. The biggest question I, I could see you guys asking is, Atticus, why does 19 hertz elicit the fear response in me or in some people? And the answer to that isn't really well known. Um, some people believe that it... So there are different in, in psychology we have different thresholds and they're called thresholds of perception and it's basically an, a number or a percentage uh, where a stimulus that a stimulus has to be at or exceed to be able to per be perceived by the conscious mind but that implies that it's being perceived by the subconscious mind right so there are a lot of people within the field of um, psychiatrics that believe that maybe the reason why infrasonics elicits various responses because it's not just 19 hertz that elicits a response there are all sorts of different frequencies and you can look them up too you can look up infrasonic frequencies and what they do there are a ton of different frequencies there's uh, 18 hertz frequencies that does x y or z apparently 4 hertz is also supposed to elicit a, a fear response in people. So there are all sorts of these different frequencies that um, for some reason cause physiological uh, responses in people. And we don't entirely know why. And as I was mentioning, some psychiatrists and some people in the psychiatric field believe that it may be because these frequencies are being perceived by the subconscious mind and are being interpreted as a threat and at least the 19 hertz frequency and um, is therefore causing the whole um, fear cascade, as I like to call it, that we talked about before. Some people think that it, it changes the... The it modulates our brain waves. I don't know if I really believe that. That's kind of a weird theory. Um, personally, it's my opinion that when we perceive um, 
these sound these tonal frequencies when we perceive these tonal frequencies for whatever reason they are they they're interpreted in odd ways you know for me again 19 hertz was relaxing i don't know why but it was you know and for other people it's anxiety inducing and so my guess is that the way it's being interpreted by the temporal lobe is different for every person and it's based on life experiences maybe and that changes what signals are are processed and received but ultimately that is still an area of research that we don't really know a lot about so for all of you young scientists out there listening to this podcast i don't know maybe infrasonics if this really interests you maybe infrasonics is is a pathway for you to the deeper world of the human mind and psychology. So, ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you very much for listening to this episode. Um, if you have any questions or comments, always uh, never be afraid to uh, to shoot me an email with those questions, comments, um, or suggestions for future episodes. And again, also, if you have any fun uh responses to that little sound clip i played for you you can also send me an email and i may read some of them in the uh in on friday's episode so thank you guys very much for listening i hope you enjoyed today's episode um have a beautiful week it's again where where i live right now it is beautiful i hope it is wherever you guys are and uh, as always remember guys stand up and question everything